I remember as a kid, the summer had two halves. From the end of school until July 4th, it felt like I had an eternity, which is probably why, despite my mother's constant urging, I procrastinated like a champ when it came to summer reading assignments. However, after July 4th, it felt like I had no time at all. School and assignments started to bear down upon me as if a bullet train, and I started to become irritable, some might say bad-tempered, even downright cantankerous. I would lament, why does summer have to go? I wish it would just stay forever. Now, it wasn't to be then, nor will it ever be. For you see, summer by design is the shortest of all seasons, a tiny but splendid blip on the radar of life. And while life explodes all around us, we at the same time have a life's rhythm which slows. So if only for a short time we can but appreciate the splendor of things just for their own sake. The truth of the matter is is that while we now celebrate summer's arrival, we will unfortunately soon despair its farewell. Summer's lease hath all too short a date, wrote Shakespeare. It's too true. So when that poetic truth hits you in your life in but a few short weeks, I'll be here to talk you through it. I'll be one to say, I know, me too. Summer was here, but now it's gone. Can't believe it. How can it be? A recent article in the New York Times entitled, Why Do We Brand Summer, cites that there are people entirely dedicated to claiming the theme of the summer. Now, this is fascinating. They are musicians, social media influencers, and fashionistas. And let me tell you, it's big business. If you can secure the song that is to be the summer hit, or if your Instagram account is the one that utters first the summer lingo, or if you are the millionth person to somehow reinvent t-shirts and shorts into summer fashion, you can stand to gain millions. You're going to have it made in the shade. And as I've been talking about this branding, you might be recalling to remind that of summer's past. Like that of 1967. Does anybody here remember what the theme of 1967 was? The summer of love. It was in that summer that hippies nationwide descended upon the city of San Francisco. This is remembered nostalgically by some and not so nostalgically by others. While the war raged under Vietnam abroad and there was racial injustice at home, a group of counterculture youth came together to proclaim peace and love. Maybe some of you were amongst those with flowers in their hair. By the laughter, I'm guessing the answer is yes. Keep in mind that the point isn't who was right about the narrative of the summer of 1967, the summer of love. 
The point is that people are forever trying to claim the narrative of what is the theme of the summer. And in fact, anyone can join in this game, including you and me here and now. Just fill in the words for the blank. The summer of, what is that word for you? Now for George Costanza, he proclaimed it, the summer of George and what was the most iconic and agreed upon best TV sitcom of all times, which is not friends. Let me just get that out there. George, declaring it the summer of George, dedicated himself to levels of sloth and gluttony, which were even impressive per his own appetites. Maybe this summer is the summer of you, though I must warn you that those who devote the summer to self will seldom find fulfillment. I wonder if we actually want to describe the summer as it is or if we're just focused on trying to let the summer be as we want it to be. If it is the same of what summer actually is, I think we have a chance. A chance in which we can become the people that we are called to be. But if we just portray summer as we want it to be, we truly risk its lease having all too short a stay. Not only will time be fleeting, But moreover, we will lose the transformative power it has for our hearts, our minds, and our souls. So let me reflect on some of the real themes of summer that are occurring in our world right now. In Ukraine, it's the summer of the counteroffensive. Ukrainians fight to take back land which Russia took from them in an illegal invasion. What a terrible reality. For families on both sides to live as they fear that loved ones will not return home from the battlefront. Nationally, New Yorkers, amongst others, are looking at the summer of smoke. Canadian wildfires are producing tons of smoke which are crowding and shrouding our alabaster cities in thick, venomous fog. What are these 8 million residents of the five boroughs of New York going to do? This certainly does not sound like fun in the sun in the New York Harbor on the 4th of July, and yet it is what it is. Maybe more locally in Carrollton, it's the summer of mud. I mean, let's face it, Lake Carroll, you've seen better days. This time last year, I remember swarms of people boating and toasting out there on the lake. Now the waters have been drawn down for so long that the mudflats have hardened and made ways for green pastures of grass. Folks, if the summer of mud keeps up much longer, we're probably looking at the fall of the cow. Lake residents will have to seize the opportunity and rent out Lake Carroll for pasture for our many cattlemen here in Carroll County. It's not the summer as we'd like it, is it? But it is summer as it is. And this goes with a lesson for all of us. Let's stop trying to coerce the theme of summer to our preference, okay? 
And let's just instead abide with the reality as best as we can so that we can become who we are called to be. Now, Jesus was a master of abiding in the reality. To be the son of God, it seems like Jesus lived a life in which he allowed so many things outside of his control. Now, why do I say that? Why did Jesus do that? For no human being who ever possessed divine power, which Jesus certainly did, would have ever planned his days as Jesus lived them. They were largely haphazard in nature. The one thing that he seemed to control, perhaps the only thing, was living into the purpose of his earthly mission, which was, as it was read to you in the scriptures, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Call them he did. Matthew, the tax collector, was a man sick with greed. He regularly cheated his own people in the name of Rome. Then there was the synagogue official, sick with grief. He cried out to Jesus, my daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. So Jesus went to his house. And along the way, as people were crowding all around him, Jesus found a woman who was sick with loneliness, or better stated, maybe she found him. Her bleeding made her persona non grata, whether it was synagogue, marketplace, or decent society altogether. She dared to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus' robe, believing that if she did, she would be healed. In each of these three haphazard instances, Jesus is living into that one singular vision. He's here to make the sick well. Such was his mission. At least that much he controls. What Jesus can't control now are the haters. Sipping on their haterade. Jesus just puts on his hater blockers because all they're going to do is just deride Jesus for not only having a mission, but living with that mission with such conviction. They, of all people, want to control the theme that was his life, especially if that means wresting it from perceived competition. They, they wouldn't want it ever to be the summer of Jesus. Let's just say that. They would more likely want it to be the summer of Messiah. They were the ones that said, if you are the Messiah, give us a sign. What they meant was that they wanted Jesus to kill a Roman dictator or two, strike down a sinner, wear a crown, sit on a throne. And when Jesus didn't do those things, they sniped at him with every single opportunity they had. Like at Matthew's dinner party where he and his publican friends gathered to celebrate the fact that a holy man would associate himself with the sinners likes of these. Or even at the wake of a little dead girl. There they laugh at him when he said the girl is not dead but asleep. Now their hate was outside of Jesus' control but... Their hate wasn't Jesus' problem either. His focus was the mission. It was always the mission. 
What was the mission again? Jesus said, for I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. And that's why even amongst the hate, Jesus was able to say, follow me to Matthew. Jesus was able to say, take heart, daughter, your faith has healed you to the woman with the issue of blood. And lastly, he was able to say, little girl, I say unto you, get up to the one who lay dead. And they did. All of them. Matthew followed. The woman with the issue of blood was healed. The little girl got up. Jesus just focused into living in his calling as one sent by God. And that's precisely why we remember Jesus even more than some of those iconic summer themes that you called to mind with me here. For his sacrifice was mercy. He gave health to the sick. He gave righteous to the sinner. This is his theme. This is Jesus. Are you searching for a unique theme this summer? Are you? Something that you will always remember? I want to ask something of you here today, between just you and me. Change the order of the search. As it stands, I believe it's an illusion, a fool's errand. And instead, I'm asking you to do the following. Live a theme so that people will remember you. Not for your own sake, certainly not one as someone who's trying to control reality, but someone rather who's living into reality. Abiding there with the mission of Jesus. Go and make others well. Show mercy. Seek out the sinner and show them that the grace of Jesus Christ knows no human heart which it cannot heal. After all, aren't you and I living proof? I don't know what the summer theme this year will be. The question marks there in the summer and title will remain, at least for some time more. But I do dream, now more than ever, how it might be remembered. That it be remembered by a people of a risen Savior, whose mission to the world is always right on time, no matter how quickly the summer passes us by. Amen. Amen.